relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Oh, I wanted you to start at that time. I did I start just, it. You did start it, but then you like backed off real quick because you're like, ah, was I supposed to do that? It was fun though, because I was like, I got lost in the song that time. I was like, man, that is a good fucking song. And then I was like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Mike sit in it for a second. Well, the song is you it you it ah. The song is so good, but it just mellows me out. I don't have the energy to come on and be like, Hey guys, welcome to Grown Local. I mean, I, does that, was that an impression? That was not an impression of me, was it? No, no, that's my, my radio okay. guy voice. That's my... That's your, brav- your broadcasting voice. Broadcasting voice. Hey, welcome to the 2 bop and the doo bop bop show. Mike, you didn't change your voice. You just yelled, man. <laughs> that's not broadcasting. Shit, <laughs> Slee's gonna be annoyed. Yeah. That probably I took, peaked out like a motherfucker. <laughs> I took a lot of junior college and Sunbelt Conference level communication classes, so I understand broadcasting on a basic level. Does that go hand in hand with if you play for the baseball team? They're like, this isn't gonna last for you. We gotta make sure I you think, have. I do think the first athletic slash academic advisor I had, he did have a sense that also I think he was like, well, your brain works harder than everybody else's I've talked to on this tape. <laughs> so he put like, I just remember like, there's just like a couple of us that were in like real classes. And then the rest of the team, I was like, what, how did you get in these classes? Why do I actually have to learn and do work? God. Yeah. They were just like, I colored a picture today. And they're like, <laughs> what? I've read three books this week. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was like, I thought, yeah, you can learn stuff in junior college. There are classes there, but just don't get an advisor that cares about you. That's the only thing I would say. If you're not trying to do work. It's usually bad when people care about you, so... What are you working on? I saw pictures. All the pictures. And, you know, I'll be honest. When I saw the pictures of the strawberry stuff, I, this is no lie, I looked at uh, uh, airplane prices. I looked at plane ticket prices <laughs> to Eugene. That's not a lie. I just It just hit me that I was like, oh, I looked at those pictures, and then I, I looked at, and I can get up, up there pretty cheap. I mean, if you come up here, I'll even it out. I'll, I'll break you off an ounce just for... That's about a plane ticket, right? I mean, that's close enough. It is round trip right now. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> like, it makes a lot of sense if it, if I could... Ah. I mean, Maybe. Wh- I might do that. What you do with the ounce after that is all up to you. So, I mean, whether that travels cross... I'm... I can't. But I, mean, I can, if I drive it back, is that illegal? Yes. Is it? Yeah. It's if all I buy illegal. something and. 
So one of the dispensaries that sells a shit ton of our weed, it's called, um, fuck, it's a Burnside. It, it's it out. It, yeah. Well, I want to plug them because they're so great. I but know. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> they're out in Ontario, Oregon, which is right on the border of Idaho. Like it's like the the town is like right on the border of Idaho. They sell so much fucking weed. It's insane to me, and I'm always like, how do you not? Like like the town. Oh, is because like, it's illegal in Idaho, right? Yeah, super. That's illegal like Trinidad, Colorado is like that. We'll go there. I'll take us there to Trinidad, Colorado. It's right on the New Mexico border, and it, it's it's what's funny. It was like a it was some kind of mining town, so it had a boom. A bazillion years ago, and then just kind of wrote it out, and now is having another boom of a different kind. It's it's fascinating. Like it's equipped. You can tell the old timers are like, I knew it'd show up again. I knew it would. I knew it'd come back around. (laughs) But no, if I I live in California, so if I fly up there, buy some of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And then rent a car or whatever and drive back to my house. That's how is that illegal? Textbook that is illegal because you shouldn't be cross cannabis shouldn't be crossing state lines. So that's what that's what we were kind of waiting before all this crazy stuff happened was we were waiting for Washington, Oregon, California, and Nevada to all legalize weed and there was talks about having almost like a super highway of cannabis where it wouldn't be illegal to transfer cannabis from state to state but as of right now it's illegal to transfer any cannabis that's in Oregon to any other state in the union even if it's legal huh. it's ridiculous it's stupid but i mean we've i'm glad i've never done that i've never (laughs) done that ever i'm so glad well so basically what ended up happening is when obama was president he came up with a set of like 10 rules in which he said that if the legal states followed these 10 rules that the federal government wouldn't come in and fuck with their recreational program. And one of the 10 things is you cannot cross state lines. So that's one of the bigger things to make sure that we don't get fucked with. And I see why that makes sense where it was probably like states like Kansas and people like, we don't want that marijuana coming in our state. And I went, Obama, we're watching you. You don't let this pot come in our good state. And he's like, all right, look, okay, here's this. Okay, they can't do that. Thank you. I told him. I told him, state. I told Obama, and he did what I said. Yeah. No, if you smoke marijuana, you go to jail, we'll kill you. And I mean, yeah, that's kind of why, like, even this episode, we referenced the metric system, which is not the measurements and weights, but an actual computer system in which everything from seed to sale to sales, dispensary, everything is all governed by it. Me and Jim talk about how much of a pain in the ass it is to have to file all the paperwork with it and deal with all the stuff that we have to deal with within that metric system. And that was just our like, hey, let us legalize it and we'll play by your rules and do whatever you want us to. 
And then they were like, and another rule. And another rule. And and one more rule. And like, oh, we shouldn't let the dude that likes rules be in charge of making rules. Uh, we did not think this through. <laughs> a dude who's never done the job that we do. <laughs> who's never grown a plant before. And he's like, well, this rule will make sense within the entire you know, process of growing cannabis. My second cousin Skeeter's a drug dealer. He told me how your business works, so that I'm gonna make some <laughs> rules about it. Did they um, have? They have us measuring. He also says "wreck" a lot, which is uh, for recreational. You guys, you guys are gonna have to. We should stop this intro right now because this interview is like about over an hour, and it's awesome. It's so good. Does that make sense? I didn't mean to cut you off. It just hit me. I was like, oh, we're going good. We're like doing a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and we've got, we're just introing a long podcast. It's not like long. We're like, oh, it's just going to, you're looking me down, look down. And you're like, oh man, that was, and you're going to want to hear more of Jim. That's what's going to. Jim's gonna somebody happen. you want to hear from all day long, if I'm being honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a good vibe and just great fucking stories. And he leaves you with a bunch of questions. You'll see. Enjoy our pal, Jim Davis. Started smoking weed, is that what you said? Yeah, in eighty yeah. in eighty six. Eighty six. Okay. Yeah. The classic like a uh, best friend's uh, older brother came in with a you know, a, a gram of you know, just bammer and it says, Here's a pop can. You know, it was a Coca Cola <laughs> yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a shop. That's so American. It's so American. <laughs> it's so American. <laughs> My uncle still uses he calls it a GI bomb. What's that? It's the can. The can, yeah. Where Gum. he like he just and I was like, dude, I'll get you some glass. Yeah, yeah, I know people. And he was, he was like, yeah, I was like, and I have money. We both have money, you dickhead. <laughs> but you're not gonna get that sweet aluminum oxide after. I think that's part of what he needs. <laughs> it's well, sort of like how your grandmother's food is always better than anybody else's food. It just has a little something in it. Yeah, it's from her, her her iron skillet that she's never cleaned for 50-something years. Yeah, or yeah. the lead in her pipes. Who knows? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, that's in there, too. <laughs> and then hate and spite. You got to put that in You got to mix that in. The old people really put that in there. That's why their food's so good. <laughs> that's why the food just tastes delicious. So 1986. So yeah. First Did time you get stoned? Made. Yeah, because I coughed. Like ah. hard, right? You got you got the I call it the fan that wah 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 wah, <laughs> and it realized I'd found a new love. Yeah, like, that was the thing. That was the. Did you do you drink? I did back then, um, up until I was about well twenty one, twenty two, and then quit. <laughs> Same as me. Mm-hmm. Like, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I had to quit drinking. 
I, I, I broke it, wrecked it, abused it. Yeah. I just had to quit. Like, I don't know. Now it's like I've drank since. Not an, it was just that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just going nuts. And just walked away. And then came back to weed. Always weed. So like one time, you want a story? We so always college, In college, um, I started working at this little mom-pa pizza place. And then I got in with the group there. And with they had their own little trucks. They had like a their own little pizza cookers on the back, and they looked like a little house. And they drove around all over the city. So within about three months, we were uh, paying the drivers just a wage, like deliver our weed, put it in the box. Our people would call. You know, you just stack the up along the back edge. Yeah, code words. We're all city. The but, whole city. Like, did people like? I don't want to so say what city. <laughs> <laughs> I still what? like the people. <laughs> well, what college did you go to? Oh, uh, I went. It's up in Portland, the Portland community. Nothing big, just local. It, like, well, oh, that's not where. Oh, okay, that's not where you were. I was. I thought I was going to get you to reveal the city by saying what college. No, you, to, no, you weren't no. doing that. Well, and then you realize my grades were so bad they'd never work. <laughs> <laughs> Because we did buy, I bought weed for a month from a Domino's guy in Bowling Green, Kentucky to bring it oh, back wow, there. Oh, wow, yeah. No, this was the Portland area. But he got caught pretty fast, I think. Oh, no, you have to have a system. Like, they would call up and be, um, it was a boxcar was the code word. I need a boxcar, <laughs> and I'd like a boxcar pizza, a large one, and then, you know, they'd place their order, and then we'd slip it in there. Well, this week we have, <laughs> you know. What did the weed look like back then? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Like today, we'd be like, "This is really swaggy." You know, <laughs> it was, it was past. Like it wasn't like the Mexican brick weed. Uh-huh. It was when KGB kind of was starting to float around. You could get buds, and like you could, you know, see it, and like it was going okay. I they didn't even have strain names. No, it was just like it was no. bad. Huh. Or it's like, here's, here's cannabis. Here's weed. <laughs> could you imagine a dispensary? <laughs> I'd like two cannabis, please. <laughs> I mean, I went to one in Bakersfield that wasn't far from that. Oh. <laughs> There's some in Colorado that are, like, out on the Mesa, and it's, like, the only building, and it's, like, a 100-square-feet cinder block, you know? And you're yes. like, what? <laughs> really? If I'm being fair, there was a couple of those here in Eugene not too long ago, like, pop-up stores, and it was just all these companies who had outside money come in mm. and just grow a shit ton of outdoor, drive the price down. And then they're like, okay, we'll open a dispensary and just sell it really shitty, cheap weed. And it was just like, oh, God. I know one group. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this will just be me and Jim laughing and oh, looking yeah, yeah. at each other, I need winking. A 4, and a square foot dispensary with one counter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See, you guys have all this inside shit, and I'm just more like, no, no, yeah, no, and big. It's well, what cracked me up in base? The guy took my ID for a long time. Well, he's got to make fakes, and, it, and it, well, that's what I was just like. <laughs> that's the that made me more uncomfortable than anything. I was like, I don't like how long he had my ID, and then I'm not making this up. There was three jars. That was it. There was like no edibles. And I was like, do you guys have pre-roll? I was like, do you guys have pre-rolls? And he was like, oh, man, usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You and just like, missed it, man. You it, just that's what, I mean, it. it felt like they were just like, they just left, is the way he said it. <laughs> uh, 
was so like, he's here's like, which a question. ones you want? And he pointed at the three. I was like, ah, just that. It was probably an illegal uh, dispensary. Yeah, no, there was no signage. I, I kind of found. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's probably not there now. It was like a mirage. <laughs> Did that really happen? <laughs> That's. I, I got back in the car with my friends. I was like, you guys, that was. We, we, I just found a pop-up weed shop is what I found. <laughs> how, about, was, how was the weed? Not And it was not great. It was yeah. like, uh, it was that kind of, it was all those tight little buds with a, mo- a bunch of stems. Wow. Is what it was. Yeah. Nice. They knew what phosphorus was. So that's cool. <laughs> I guess. What is did that? it have a strain name or was it just weed? I'm sure it did, but it was nothing I'd ever <clears throat> heard of. And I was just like, all right, this is. How much? Because we're on our way. It was forty and eighth, so it was like the mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty standard. Oh, is I it? I knew what I was walking. Okay. Oh, California prize. You would it would you'd be angry. Are they bad? Well, yes. 40 <laughs> yes. Forty and eighth. That's dude. That, I mean, here's the trick that you can that you've <laughs> that I've learned shopping at dispensaries. Is you find the dispensary that is at, that has their own grow and their own brand because they'll they usually have decent stuff priced for what it is and then everything else is pretty marked up for what wow. it is. How so? You were up here. Did you go to dispensaries while you were here in Oregon? Yeah. What'd you yeah. think? There, it's it's so much better. Just, what I can't. It's just so much better. No, I know. <laughs> but if you've been listening to this this podcast regularly, you know that I'm very open and honest about that. Yeah. Like, like Seattle prices are so cheap, it's crazy. But you don't get to look at anything or smell anything. But and I know everyone's getting fucked. But Oregon has the best system that I've been around. Yeah. And what you're paying and what you're getting is, and it's just there's so many great growers. It's crazy. It's, it's just a weird the, the Willamette Valley. That whole I five corridor is just full of growth. That's part of the hard part about being in this business, though. It's not enough to be a business person. It's not enough to be a good grower. Everybody can grow, or they've got a brother or cousin, or so. Like it's kind of like that's why I joke about it being the NFL. Like if you can make it on this on this arena, you can do it anywhere. Well, so you did kind of get a little bit of uh, flack and everything like that, and. You were almost viral for a second. He started an <laughs> argument. <laughs> Which one? About, uh, you know, if you're in the medical market, the quote-unquote medical market, the black market type of stuff. If you're in the black market, um, you're not playing at the top yeah, of your game. Yeah, you remember that, huh? I love that one. I was it's like, the truth. Like, I get tired of the... Of the of, Medical, to me, and I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this, which you can send to um, Eugene Oregon, care of... No, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, it, uh, medical, to say, when people tell me today, like, oh, I'm a medical grower, bro, what I hear is, yar, I'm still a pirate. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you're, you're living your crazy life. The guys I run into, but I don't, I don't get to see a lot of the, like, real, real people, they, they hide away and they're busy. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're I oh yes the the real people that are doing medical aren't they're not accessible. No, they're actually doing their thing. Right, but yeah. the guy standing then, there in a fur coat and a flat barrel hat, not so much. Yeah, you know, because he does it for the patients. The patients. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. 
And I'm guilty of that. Back in the day, I'm guilty of that. Um, I'm guilty of being in it for the money before I knew that there was a real definitive change. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's easy to do. You're young. You're cool. You're fly. You well, and there was a lot more money then too, right? Jesus, yeah. So much just more so money. Much. Your grow was like an ATM machine. You know, it's just like you just like fuck it, let's do this, and I'll just make more weed. Like just cash. When we, how old were you when you discovered that thing? That process, I had discovered it mostly in dealing and meeting the first growers I knew where, like, I was starting to go, like, I guess we call it wholesale now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a license I, for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sourcing <laughs> farm to table. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, like, it just got, I got sick of, uh, I was probably 23, 24, just got sick of the randomness of it. Because even though I'd be dealing, I'd still be dealing with the same bullshit that you do of, like, I don't know. I don't know where the guy is. I don't know. I don't know what I got. You know, there's still some of that, you know. Oh, like, you mean, yeah, you still have to track somebody down to get it. It's still sketchy and, yeah. and weird yeah. and like, and then it was just like, let's just move up the chain. I don't know. Like, that's that's a weird process, too. We were just talking today, like, how much is the most money you've ever carried? <laughs> right? Yeah. You're not saying a number. <laughs> <laughs> Can I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guess, yeah. And then we'll, and then and we'll you, do it. And you mean... Cash. One cash in a bag on my seat. On your seat. Now, it wasn't uh, all my deal. Several <laughs> yeah, people several together. Several people together. But your point. Should I start at three figures? Sure, yeah. Easily. Six figures. Should I start at no, six no, no, figures? No. Okay. Yeah, good, because my I was first just guest would have... Okay, I was going to say, because my first guest would have ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the confidence. Yeah. Uh well, I just don't know. So out there living like my own fifty device. grand. How much? Fifty? No. Okay. See, I don't know. Oh. That's why I didn't do this business. <laughs> I was, I was, I know. I was just quizzing people today, like, uh, you know, like what? I'm curious, especially with the younger generation. Like, what have you done? What have you? Because they don't have that. What same, have you actually yeah, been a part of? Have you punched a guy out? Have you, <laughs> have you thrown a guy through the window and followed him to finish it? Have you? You know, been shot at if you ran from cops, and it's just a bunch of no's, and it's just kind of it's interesting. Bunch of young kids, like, yeah. Like, what, what was the first thing that scared you? What, uh, what happened where you were like, "What the fuck?" Violence, and then later yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. "This is pretty awesome." Oh, that. <laughs> so I went through a stretch. I'm gonna tell this story. Tell it. I went through a stretch. You should tell all your stories. I don't know. I <laughs> talked to my lawyer, and he's not under hey, the same. <laughs> everything happened seven years ago. So I don't know. Like, no. Um, I went through a string where I was on a deal. The the cop lights went on. The cop comes out of nowhere. I panicked and I took off. I just ran like in my car. This is a different oh. era. Different era. I need to quantum. I need to put this out. Oh, no. No, it became an issue. Like, I got a thrill out of it and just started going hard. Like, every chance I got, fuck you, elude. Fuck you. I built a car out of, like, the the Camaro. I was going to ask. I was going to ask, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Country roads. What were you driving? Country roads. Like, that's, you know, country boy, like, cutting through orchards. You wait for that full moon. Turn your lights out. <laughs> That's fuck my favorite. Yeah, One of my yeah. favorite memories is driving through the country roads with a full moon, and I just harvest. I had taken all my stuff from my grow, and then I was taken to my house to dry it because I definitely didn't trust it to dry at the fucking grow. And it was like I was already driving. This was wet weight, so wet weight. It was probably close to like 
60, 70 pounds. And I have it in the back of my truck and I'm driving. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to get this home. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to try and I'm doing all that. And then I was like, man, the moon looks fucking beautiful. This is gorgeous. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cut my lights and just cut my lights too. So it was like already driving with that much weed wasn't enough. It's like, let me cut my lights and just <laughs> drive by the moon and see how that works. And then explain it when you get pulled over. You see. You see, I was, it was scientific what I was doing. <laughs> Did you get pulled over? No, there's no cops out there. Well, there are, but there's no cops out there. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because like what you guys are describing is like what is the same thing I grew up doing, but we didn't. I mean, I'm sure some people had weed, but not like you guys. It's not the same. <laughs> it's I like, finally. Go ahead. It's like it's like you guys are doing weed what they were doing with moonshine and inventing NASCAR, where I'm from. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's the same thing. Cause that happened when I when I go over a bridge to jump it, like everything stops. And I hear this guy say, "I don't." And know then Waylon Jennings talks too far. <laughs> Here goes Jim. He's got about two pounds. Right. <laughs> Those were the days too when you got two pounds. You thought you were a baller. Oh, one time I, I went and did it was. It was a horrifically bad comedy competition, but I did it. And of course I didn't win because I'm an open micer, but I get out to my truck after and I was just annoyed. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot that I had two pounds in the back of seat. <laughs> just two pounds away to sit in the back of your truck? Just two pounds. That happened you know, pretty regularly back then. Do you know that uh, three open micers could live 10 years apiece on that much weight? <laughs> You're no, Mike Rich. No, that was like that was like uh, <laughs> that was like electricity bills for one run. Right. So it's a Camaro payment. Yeah, it's a Camaro payment. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite? Uh, oh, I forgot. Wait. Okay. Finally, after running from the cops so much out where I'm at, like, and I know they, it's a small area. I know they know it's me. Like, come on. Finally, yeah. the sheriff came into my work, and I looked up and I thought, this is it. I'm going to prison. It's just him alone. And he walked up. Again, it's a different era. You know what I mean? Like, And he walks up and he's like, Jim, it needs to stop. I'm like, <laughs> you got it. Oh, my God. Is that white privilege? Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. That is, that, that is the oh definition. My God. It just came together <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's Well, here's the thing. It's like borderline. It's embarrassing. Like, white I, privilege. Because if it's a small enough town... It's not white privilege. It's just like they know who you are. Yeah. And they know you're but, not doing anything too crazy. Well, no, because yeah. I've always had kind of a, I shouldn't even say this, but I've always had an open kind of an agreement where I didn't feed in my town. So I got left alone. You mm. know what I mean? Like I just kind of came and went at night and like, you need to edit that out. I don't want to talk about that. No, that's <laughs> great. That's, that's the respect that I think. They allows know that I don't to right right yeah. I, I don't do I don't shit in town I don't shit where I sleep I don't cause trouble I come and go out of the back side of the mountain at night like I don't you don't even see me so like yeah. why bug me at least you know it's the devil you know you know I got so mad at a cop uh, I got pulled over about a year ago for speeding <laughs> but I wasn't yeah. anyway we got into it and I'm like you know I'm gonna go to traffic court court. And I'm going to catch drug dealers. And I'm going to audit them. And I'm going to tell them what they did wrong. So that every time you pick one of them off, 
two will rise. <laughs> I'm going to educate the right? youth. Like, here's what you're doing wrong. See where you called your friend Larry? Don't do that. <laughs> what was your favorite grow that you've ever had? It's I'm going to get shit for this. Why are you going to get on. shit? Ebb and flow tables, dude. All oh, day. ebb and All flow. Day. Just like today I could run that from my phone. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's so easy. Plug so and, there was plug this moment. Play. There was this moment. I was out at Gnome Grown about two weeks ago, and so Dan and I back way back, uh, were in the same kind of like grow squad that had mm-hmm. like broke up cells, so nobody knew everybody. And Dan was just in one of those cells where I kind of knew about him, but I never met him. Yeah, because you can't talk about something you don't know, you know. And so. Back then, I was selling dog shit and pineapple dog shit. We got 4,200 a pound for a while. Like, mm-hmm. Evan Flow, Dutch Masters, you know, bio, botanical, <laughs> soil. Like, what do you guys think? Everything you said, just, it's, you could have been talking no, about No, it's just, it's the garbage. It's garbage. Oh. It's like steroids, it's just... steroids and carbs. Steroids and carbs. That's basically. So, so, you know how, like, you go to, um, Home Depot now, and you can buy like a little like aquaponic type of setup for your yeah. herbs uh, for your kitchen. It, that's basically how he was growing no, okay. weed back in the days. <laughs> but making, but make money. <laughs> making three pounds of light, bro. Yeah, three All pounds day. of light, forty two hundred dollars <laughs> a pound. <laughs> Just keep adding lights. Yeah. So there was this weird moment where I was in the. So we found that dog shit again. We lost it. Um, Dan and I, we looked for it. We'd, 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 someone would pop up, you know how it is. Uh-huh. They'd pop up and be like, here's your holy I grail. I swear I got it. Here's your it. white whale. No, it's not. We finally found it in Salem. Really? Of all places in Salem. And it's the real deal. And just the other day, we already ran it a couple times, but the other day I was walking through the greenhouse. I walked over and it was like late afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you know, like everything's just turbs. Yeah, it's just everything swelling up before that night. And like, I leaned in to smell it, and Dan was talking, and like, I closed my eyes, and it was like I, I pushed the door open to that room, mm-hmm. and I could smell the the dog shit, in a public pool. That's what I finally <laughs> realized it smells like. <laughs> anyway, I, I opened my eyes, and Dan's standing there, just smiling, glowing, and he goes. It took you back to 32, didn't it? I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> back to those good yeah, old, days. old days. Like yeah, no, that that's happens. The weird thing. Well, that goes back to my argument about yeah. the, the this is the NFL. So medical people, I get a lot of flack. I don't know if you do, but like you get a lot of flack for being wreck. Yeah, like you betrayed everyone, and it's like no. To me, when we were pirates in the dark, we took the chance on medical. We made that right. It mm-hmm. ran its course. It still has its place, but it ran its course for the market. Now, wreck is the new risk. Medical was a risk when we to come out of the dark. Yeah. Now wreck is the new risk. It's a federal bigger scale. Like we can push this to the end and people don't see that. Like that. And it's just about being on the cutting edge of it. It's about taking those chances and yeah. being like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I, I don't still care. think it's a trap. Oh, it is. I still think it could be a trap. For sure. This is the longest con they've ever played. <laughs> once once they really get pissed off and they're like, actually, you know what? We were joking. It's I thought that completely about, illegal. I again. thought that about medical for the first few years. I was so, like, you guys are idiots. I so did too. You want, I did too. Like, yeah. 
This is the biggest trap. So do you want to know a funny thing about me? I've been growing for a decade. I've never had, uh, until the last year of medical before rec, I never had a medical card. Love I was it. never so anybody's it. grower. Right. I just grew weed. And then really? like I had somebody who lived in the house. Oh. They had the cards in their name and everything. And I was like, yeah, I don't want nothing in my name. <laughs> I don't want nothing in my name. I don't ever want to be on the wow. list or anything right. like that. Another stacking cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stacking cards. That's when you just like. You put a ton of cards in a house, then you do several houses. Yeah. Someone... It's like it's like multi-level marketing, but for better profit. And it's like making the Rico case real easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing everybody's work for them. Everybody. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Somebody posted that the other day. They had a picture of a gun and some cash and some weed. I'm like, they're like, what would you do? Like, at their kid. Yeah. If you found your son, I'd be like, I'd be pissed for putting all the state's evidence in one place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would also be like, why do you need a a gun for some weed, dude? Especially nowadays. Nowadays, yes. That's what I mean. Now, why do you have a gun for weed? yeah. yeah, it's cash. It's ca- yeah. It, it's still weird to have to carry cash like that. That you can't bank. It's no, just, it's no banking whatsoever. Yeah, unless but, you go to Maps, <laughs> then you're. So Maps, I sh- I can't talk about them. Here's I'll the, talk about them. I don't give a fuck. You have a Maps account? You never will. So, <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a Maps account. So you're tired of paying the fifteen hundred a month for the pleasure of having? This so account? so my favorite is we showed up one time and they're like, "You gotta call us before this. This so, is too much money." I'm like, "You're a weed bank. Yeah. How are you getting a run on money?" So there's like, this thing called Maps where like no banks will touch us. Maps will touch you, but you got to pay a hefty monthly fee. You got to just to have an account. You got to pay coming and going for anything you do, every transaction, every check. Oh, it's the, a mafia. Yeah. It's like a mafia bank. Say, it's, the real, it's the a real credit union are, is Maps. They're the real gangsters. Yeah, we had nothing. We're yeah. a joke. It's crazy. But someone I know talked about them in a podcast and lost their account and can't get it back. <laughs> Yeah, that's gangster shit. They're You're talking, that is all gangster shit. We won't hashtag maps. Right. And <laughs> putting well, and that's out this podcast. Like the banks, like, we can't, you know, like, what was it? Wells Fargo sent us an email saying that we don't, we don't like cash. <laughs> what? We don't we, like cash. We're a bank, but right, we don't like cash. Right, we don't cash. like cash. And the, the reason is, is I've been told that, like, if the money smells like weed, they have to send it out to be checked. Or if it smells like drugs, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they just want that nightly deposit to add up. Mm-hmm. Make so it easy. Get, yeah. How many bank accounts have you had shut down on you? <sighs> I don't keep track anymore. Like, I've been shut down multiple times by all the all major of them. banks. Oh, all of them, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? I had the pre- because we're weed. Because we're weed. So like, what, yeah, what usually... Know? They they end up finding out. They so do. so back in the day, even with the grow shop, even though it had nothing to do with cannabis, we would do our banking through them, That's what and was, yeah. they would just randomly be like, "Uh, actually, fuck you guys. Yep. You're connected to cannabis," yep. and they would shut down our bank account. The money that we had in there would be tied up, mm-hmm. and now with our recreational companies. You have your doing business as, of course, and then you have the actual name of your corporation. You know, it basically made 
you understand what shell games are when it comes to companies because <laughs> you know you have to a have your bank yeah a subsidiary <laughs> you have to have your bank accounts labeled as something else and if they get any wind that's connected to a recreational bank or recreational cannabis company they shut you down in a second i had a bank president come out and walk through our grow store because they thought we were growing there Really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'll help you grow your tomatoes. I'll help you grow weed. But like, we're just a grow store. And then she, I had to go through every room. And she finally found our medical room. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then I had to explain our rights that we have the right to have a room as medical patients, and and that we did need a uh, 840 CFM fan and a carbon scrubber. <laughs> it was it was baller. It was baller. It was a nice room. That was a weird moment to like work in the legal space. Because like I was having a bad day once, and my boss called me, and I remember um, he goes, "Are you, are you smoking enough weed?" <laughs> what? He's like, "Are you smoking enough weed? You don't sound like you're medicating." It was just weird to get your head around that because I, I tried to show up to work clear-headed. I'm here 15 minutes early, but why? No, you get there. <laughs> you're in a gross yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Are you okay? Are you okay?" <laughs> Well, I like that you guys forced to go legal, and then the first thing you notice is how the real gangsters do it. You're like, oh, that's how shell corporations work. I'm yeah. All, like, you guys immediately were like, oh, well, I see how the real criminals, the real gangsters, <laughs> are moving major amounts of money, and that's why they don't want cash, because moving that much money around is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's more easy to make numbers look weird and do weird things on paper. You move fucking decibel points around for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I wish yeah. I had the patience for it, or I'd be a lot richer. I understand how it works. I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was the biggest thing is like most of our cannabis companies, once we went wreck, we all finally got to talk to CPAs. Yeah. And we're like, oh, wait a second. And then when you sit down and you talk to a CPA for a couple hours, you're like, holy shit, you guys have been doing this the whole time? Right. Like, I, It's amazing to me the amount that people are able to you know, write off and do all those things and the different ways that they go about it. And especially with the way 280E is in the cannabis Look industry. Yeah, dropping 280. Drop, let me get that. You dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> So for listeners, 280E was written by our wonderful friend, uh, Ronald Reagan. Killer Mike has a great song about him if you need backstory on who Ronald Reagan is. Um, but in his war against drugs, uh, he put in a part into the IRS tax code that says if you declare money that you made over the course of the year if it's linked to illegal activity you cannot write things off so people like the jewish mafia back in the day different mafias they would end up writing things off like money they gained through illegal ways they would still write it off and be like oh well there is this much labor in it paying this paying that and then ronald reagan was like no fuck that that's we're done with that so um they made it so that any money you made through illegal activities, you can't write off payroll tax. 
income tax, things like that. So when it comes to your employees who work at your dispensary, your employees who work at your different things, if they're connected in selling cannabis or any other federally illegal activities, you cannot write it off the same way that any other small business would. Cool. It's not cool. <laughs> no, it's not. It amazes me that there are people lined up still to get into this. Like, if you explain that to a normal business person, they just start backing up. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you're going to throw out 40 cents of every dollar before you start. Like, oh, well, I don't want a part of this. But yet there are thousands of people. They watch too much Dateline. Uh, well, they also think of that one dickhead they knew that was making money in college doing it oh yeah that's what they think of they don't think of it as a like oh it's a business now and there's a bunch of hands involved instead of just like weird trevor over there (laughs) (laughs) right with no overhead yeah they don't think of that part of it and it's like like i looked into like i have a lot of our family has like we're just farmers so there's land and I was like looking into hemp in Tennessee, and as soon as I started looking into it from the legal standpoint, I was like, just knowing what I knew from Mike and how the whole thing works, I was like, oh, this is if it went well, no one's making money, and that's right. if it if it went well. And I was telling that to my dad, and then two days ago I was talking to him. He's like, man, you called that hemp shit. People were just sitting on it, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, know yeah, some I just people. looked at the way they were calling it. They didn't know what they were doing. Oh. And they've got I mean, all these poor people just thinking, these poor farmers thinking, like, this is going to save me. And it's like, not the way they're doing it. The, you guys are guinea pigs. And then they're going to move in. You know what they're going to well, do. What was I hearing? It was well, something like that. There's uh, several people, you know, took themselves out this year at harvest time just because hemp hit so bad lots of random mysterious fires at their drying places on their farms and stuff like that some of those farms were thc farms originally yeah they had investors and they flipped to hemp to save it and that bill was due like that year anyway regardless and And they couldn't they couldn't hit it that balloon payment yeah couldn't hit it uh, you know? And then you had people out there with the, the harvesting was a whole nother. You stand there in the spring saying, you know, where are you going to sell this? Mm-hmm. How are you mm-hmm. going to harvest it? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to store it? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to hang it? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to plant it, bro. Great. And then come the end of the year, like, you remember that one guy? He just hired some people to go out there and do the white and black plastic like it was hay. Like, yeah. um, um, cut, wrap it. Cut, cut wrap, wrap it. it. And when they cut open his... Uh, when they cut it open to buy it and sell it, it was all molded. It was just all black goo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was starting to compost and like just break down. Like, everybody was out there saying they had the truth and the answer that loud, especially last year. And last but, year was the run on it. We yeah. had friends who did it the year before and made quite a bit of money yeah. and did pretty well with it. And then it's always the second year. It was the same thing in the rec market. The oh, second totally. year in the rec market. Totally. So I'm going to put this out there. I want everybody to hear it. This is I the right have, place to do it. I officially think that in Oregon, since there's a moratorium on licensing, if you fail as a farm, your license should go in the trash and let the next person in line come on. You shouldn't get to sell it. You failed. This is Sparta. I I mean, I personally, I really like that. 
And that's coming from somebody. That's coming from somebody whose family has a license, but still, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> May the odds forever be in your just, favor. It's easier for me. Yeah. It's your rookie year. Oh, hey, it's your rookie year. Each guy, like it's your rookie year. Just, winner stays. Oh, you're still you're still learning that one. Huh? Well, and it and it keeps corporations from just buying up all the licenses too. They it's are not, though already. But that's what I mean. If you did that, that would stop that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Keep, it, it would. Just, it would definitely cut it in half. Yeah, because I know why. I know why the licensing was still open. I know a couple places that bought like sixty licenses. Yeah, like real quick. Down, they just threw down sixty licenses. They're sitting in a drawer, you know, just waiting for their number. And the price is going up. Yeah, all day, on every the farm, day on, on licenses. Like, yeah. yeah. What Christmas time? It was one forty, right around there. One sixty was what it's quoted last week. Really, like, really. One sixty. Right. That's pretty good. Well. What are you gonna do? <laughs> making more. No, but for and then it's like I don't understand why they can't just hurry up and license people that are in the queue. Like there, I know so many people that are just sitting in the queue, just waiting, just waiting, it. just waiting. Are you ready for more competition? Yeah. Are you? Of course. Right. I'm already sold out. I'm not too worried about competition. I mean, if we had more competition, maybe they could figure out some of this stuff that I can't figure out just yet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, we went through the worst of it. Yeah. Like, well, it was really everybody. funny. You know, I have a friend. He does all the booking for the major music venues here in town. And, you know, he was talking about COVID and the way that that's all going right now. And the way that he was talking about it reminded me of the cannabis crash. A oh, couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. when, when pounds were d- indoor pounds were down to eight hundred and stuff yeah. like that, and just all that's the when s- I quit selling. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 really. I walked in. I'm like, this is not worth it. I'm done. My model doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know, my model of like these are my apples. Do you want them? Like that doesn't work anymore. No, you know, and it's like yeah. cause it's just there's so much competition, and I'm not so, learning a new trick. What all? How many jobs have you had in cannabis? Wow, I've never even thought of that. Right? Wow, I think all of them. Like, yes, technically, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everything but successful. <laughs> Shut I don't up. know if that's true because you're still in it. I think that's. I mean, there's that, and you're kind. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think once you get your head around, there's no money in it. Like, you are successful as long as you keep going. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get rich in this. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. many of us are drawn to it, being like, "Oh, we'll become millionaires one day," and then you're in it for a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, well, I'll live, I can do this very forever. well, yeah. and I'll do this forever," type of yeah. thing. That's the stand up. That's exactly how I see stand up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just you build up a head of steam, and it just keeps going. Well, and it's a lifestyle you really enjoy. Yeah. The people, as crazy as they are, like, I enjoy them. and I don't, is it more crazy than any, because I get told all the time, like, your industry's scummy, and people are bad, and they rip you off. And I'm like, I have the same problems in auto body. <laughs> like, I don't think, I think people are people. No, I mean, I like, mean, there's more eccentric people. Well, sure. Okay, so here's an example. I, I got that slapped in my face this weekend. Did I tell you that or no. somebody else? Like, I was like, oh, I know, yeah. I was like, I'm used to the world I live in that I've created 
and, and, and manifested in the people I'm around. Well, I got shoved out of that world due to some circumstances last weekend where I was just out on my own. And I looked in the window because people kept looking at me. I looked in the window and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I've just created this whole world that, like, I live in with blinders and it's cool to dress this way, do that, or be this way. And like, yeah. I'm talking to a guy that's my age. He's got, like, three kids hanging off of him. And, and he's, you know, he's burning, he's, he's counting the minutes of his mortgage is cost. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know? And then I thought, wait, I'm happy. He's not. Exactly. You know, like, it's, there's that moment where you're like, you, you can see it. Like, you, you've done what you want to do, not what you were supposed to do. And just like even parts of myself where I used to lie about in the past, like being like, I had to lie in order to survive. And now that I'm on the other side of it, too, I'm never going back. Right. I can't go back. I, okay. So. Aren't. <laughs> so my I, my close friends know that anytime they catch me about every eight, nine months, I go through like a depression cycle. Yeah. And something happens in this industry and I'll start going through indeed looking for a body shop to run right? <laughs> and it's like everybody everybody will be like and i'll be like i just want to work nine to five and get high man right and not give a fuck oh so, i i do that every nine eight or nine months too right yeah, right. yeah. you just hit a wall you don't know why but you're just like what am i doing i had oh, a- mine's always when i'm tired i can tell you the and i do this it's more than i way more than eight or nine every eight or nine months <laughs> <laughs> It's when I'm really tired, like I've been on the road for like like a good at least seven days, five or seven days at least, if not more, and I'm on the airplane on the way home, and I look out at the guy just like unloading bags. Yeah. And I'm, like, and I'm in my head, I'm like, that's a life right there. That guy's going to be right. home. <laughs> he knows. And then I'll catch myself like, no, dude, you just told jokes for money. Just yeah. tired. <laughs> That's you don't want to. You don't want to throw the suitcase into the thing, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can smoke weed and work at the airport. That was that's always <laughs> yeah. too my body yeah. thing. Was like oh, I would have to take it's a drug test. Takes. I can't do that. Yeah. 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 No, so it's fun. true though. Burn, burnout is real. Well, you it's need real. those moments to really love. Then, like you, like you say, like appreciate what you do. And that's like you have to look back and be like, oh, because we enjoy it, you get caught up and don't realize what you've been doing and you've done some cool stuff because you're like, well, we have to keep moving because this thing doesn't stop. And that's that's, we- that's, that's true. weird to get caught up in. I think you- that's the only thing Facebook is good for is the memories. <laughs> where you're like yeah that was cool <laughs> but you don't cool. stop it's like every day you're like i gotta top that i gotta do something better i gotta do something yeah I get yeah that. and it's not even yeah. like it's it, within yourself it's not like other people mm-hmm. no 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 i don't give a fuck about other people yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i agree <laughs> i think it's great talking about? i'm in this for me i'm kidding Sorry. but that's who we've everyone we've talked to has that no one has gotten like filthy rich. We've talked. Everyone's just like making a good living. I mean, I've made a fortune and lost it. I think a we all times, have. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. I think there is something about weed growers too, and just people in the industry of making crazy amounts of money and then kind of like blowing through it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Just because I don't actually think the money is what it's about. At the end of the no, day. No, I have, I have, unfortunately, I have a terrible 
relationship with money yeah. because of this lifestyle. Absolutely. It means nothing to me. Nothing. I'll give it to you. Do you need it? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's make more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that mindset, even though I don't make more. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since yeah. I went, I've never been broker. I've never worked harder for less than recreational cannabis. I've, but you I've, feel that it needs to move in that, it has to move in that direction too. It has to be federally. Yeah, it has to. See, that's that's something that we're not hearing people say, I guess, on record. is like, hey, it sucks, but it needs to move in this direction. Because we're hearing yeah. a lot of people being like, fuck wreck, they're not doing it right. We're that's gonna what I'm go talking back about. To, like, we're going to go back People to don't this. remember. They don't remember. They have such short memories. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Back in the day, your fucking ass couldn't find weed. You called me on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Now you can roll your butt down to a store, and for four dollars a gram, if you look hard on High Street, you can find it. That's a success in my book. I'm not gonna smoke anything that's four dollars. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. You said Bakersfield. So like, okay, you know what? I probably did. Like you know, just saying. <laughs> no, so but true. I mean, like access. You, anybody can get weed now in Oregon if they try hard enough. Where before they couldn't, and that's a success. Yeah, and it's clean. There's Aww. no bottle caps. There's no <laughs> bottle caps. There's no roach butts. Yeah. Well, especially outdoor. Yeah. In the outdoor, there's when you smoke the outdoor and it crackles. That's just spider butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just dead frogs dropped right, off. Right. I don't want my penicillin made outdoor. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm gonna get hate mail. Oh, Billy man. brings it out in me. He just sits there and stares. Like I don't know if the screen's frozen or if he's. No, he, he sees. <laughs> he sees deep into your soul. Trust is that what me. It is? is that that's what it is? Eyes. <laughs> no, he but it's cool. a success. <laughs> It is a success, it especially is. just thinking about the times in which we did risk life and limb for it and, like, you know, come close to, like, you know. Losing I, your freedom. Yeah. All the time. How many times have you had a gun pulled on you? I don't count. That's that's the weird thing. Like, the last time I pulled mine, <laughs> what was that? The last time I pulled mine. The last That's time the I way quit. it should be caught. Yeah. That's no, the way I that quit, it should be. I, no. For the record, I quit carrying my guns 10 years ago. About that. About 10 years ago. No. And the last time I pulled it, I didn't, my heartbeat didn't even change. Like I didn't, it didn't even bother me. And I barely even realized I did it because it fixed muscle memory. Yeah. And then you think, well, no, I'm one of those people. I remember one time scratching Sorry. myself with my gun. Like, just, like, scratching my arm with it. Yeah. Right. And I was like, wait so a second. I, had, I caught myself near the end going, like, okay, so what I need to do, because that last pull was a little slow. Yeah. I need to uh, get rid of the sights. I don't fucking need sights. Everything's in, like, 13 to 18 feet. Yeah. Who's got time to, you know, you start thinking like that. You're just like, I need to choose a different vocation. Yeah. It's over, you know. It's a lot, dude. Like, that number is pretty, it's not dramatically high, but it happens, and it's not uncommon. What would happen hypothetically for you to pull your gun out? Uh, literally, someone else going for theirs. It so, would take, I, I match energy. Okay, I've noticed that with my okay, my friends that are still quote unquote criminals in that lifestyle. I wouldn't consider you guys that at all. Thank you. Um, Thanks. 
Thank you. Well, you're not. We're legal and, well, now. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, if I needed stuff done, I would come to you guys to know who to go to. But, <laughs> right. You're like liaisons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like dark. You're like you're like you real life dark net software, is what you guys. Are. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy. Uh, <laughs> but the energy thing is interesting to me because that's how. Like my friends that are still criminals, that's how they operate. Even mm-hmm. in our, even when we're hanging, like I've noticed, just just because I'm curious about stuff like that, like to fuck with them, because I know they were my friends. Like if I'll change my energy, they that's what they react to more than any words I've said or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, well, it's so animalistic. It is is what you have to be. So, but like we're not doing a deep, you know what I mean? It's like so in tuned in the couple of these dudes that it makes me laugh. Oh, yeah, no. Well, that's how they stay alive. Yeah, I get, yeah, that's such a good point. But like when we're just hanging out there, you know what I mean? And I'm just fucking with it. Oh, it never turns off? Uh Uh-uh, no. It doesn't turn off. And I understand because their life never turns off. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense, but it's just interesting. I think like with PTSD and the shit you go through. Oh, yeah. Like hyper vigilance is real. I catch myself, and I probably yeah, see another one of those. I should just keep to myself, but no, say it. PTSD is real. Like when I sit in a room, I have to. I find myself thinking that guy goes first, that guy goes second, that guy goes third, and I walk out of here. If shit goes down, if shit goes sideways, this is the order you're going out. Because you're like this Wendy's. I'm about to fuck this. <laughs> <Wendy>. <laughs> I swear to God, if I don't get horsey sauce, I if that motherfucker him. does not order that chicken sandwich, I'm gonna kill him first. Yep, <laughs> that guy second, that guy third. Well, even for me, I mean, as fu- as, as 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 far as cannabis goes, I haven't done any illegal driving with anything in a very long time. Every single time that a cop gets behind me, my first thought is like, okay, wait, how many pounds do you have on you? Right. What do you have on you? What do you got going on? We talked on? about that over dinner. Yeah. Like, the whole idea of driving with legal weed. I was driving down the highway with some legal weed, and I was like, mm, <sighs> there's no thrill. <laughs> and that's why I told Mike, I discovered that if you just randomly hit mailboxes, it brings the thrill back. <laughs> I got to do other shit. Like, it's just the way it is. I think I said that this morning. I was like, look, I'm the, Tristan with the ma- ma- metric, yeah, was, yeah. The, my new metric guy. I'm like, look, this is how I keep my thrill. Like, I'm not going to return the manifest. Like, I'm supposed to. <laughs> Man, I don't know what you guys are talking about at all. I'll give you a manifest when I'm dead. <laughs> like, I like all the little things I know I do. I was like, this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and they're going to call. <laughs> So for those of you in the audience who do not know what that is, metric So for is, everyone listening. <laughs> metric is the seed to sale um, uh, system in which it tracks the cannabis from the second that you take the cutting or pop the seed until you harvest it. And then you get a manifest once it's been tested that will allow you to take it and sell it to a dispensary and transfer it to uh, the dispensary that you're selling it to. So the manifest is something you have to have on you at all times in case you get pulled over by the cops and they're like, well, what's all this weed here? And it's like, oh, well, I'm legally allowed to transport this from point A to point B. You have to put the 
car in there, the make model. You have to say, you know, where you're going from. Everything has to be mapped out. And if you're too far out of what could be considered a reasonable route, they can also fuck with you. Uh. um, The fun thing is, I'm sure Jim can talk about this, but like I have a guy, you know, Fred (laughs) at my work. He's our metric compliance officer and we are continuously just like kind of like pissing on each other's feet being like but but no i don't want to have to fucking do that why do i have to fucking do that well you have to report to me the day that you take a cutting of a plant and it's like i've done this for my entire life without ever without you yeah without (laughs) you and now i have to report it to you so yeah well yeah well just think about anyone that takes the job where compliance is in the title of your <laughs> oh there's they're they're a cool group of people oh and he saved my ass from oh, yeah. the olcc yeah you take care of them but I, they I they get take care of them. they get they get the brunt of the outlaw side of you that is like man why do i gotta do this so yeah like i did i tell you that analogy last time tell how, us. how like uh to me when we all went legal it, re, it 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 just seems like it's like port royal in 1492 jamaica like when they started handing out privateer licenses to pirates, like we walked around that first year, like y'all are legal. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yes, I'm a buccaneer. I'm not a pirate. You know, yeah, like it's like when, like when oh, Cheney yeah. took over. Everyone, you're not a mercenary. You're a contractor. Totally there different. There That's yeah. No, it was a it was a weird transition, and you'd you'd have friends where you're like, we can't do that anymore. You know, you can't do that. We just can't have that. You know. The metric thing, man, it's got me mad. The metric is horrible. It's hard. Just imagine somebody who's never written a joke telling you in which way you have to down to your timing. Write down the timing of each joke. It, it's and called how you standards came. and practices, and they have yeah, one. Then exactly. That, <laughs> and I and I had to argue. I still have that email I had to send to the guy at NBC. Uh, when I when he told me my joke was offensive and I and I explained to him that in the joke I explain why it's not offensive. That's why <laughs> that's what the joke is. And, one, and Wanda Sykes pulled me off. She's like, "That was one of the funniest emails I've ever read." I was like, "Thank you very much." <laughs> but yeah, it's literally like that. Except you're taking dudes who have been running drugs illegally for quite some time. There have been many, I wish I could film it now, there has been many heated, animated conversations around those poor guys' computers. I mean, it's just a bunch of us guys going like, what the fuck? Why the fuck do I have to do? And I mean... What's a mature plant? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) It's like the Cheez-Its commercial. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, yeah, they don't say like, well, it's seven nodes and it becomes this. It's just, or this high, it's just... It's just weird to have somebody be like, well, you have to report back to us every time you take a plant and move it from one room to the next room. I think it's funny that you guys don't even understand that you literally in just this conversation, you went from in the last three minutes talking about pulling your guns out to (laughs) reporting... Reporting to a compliance officer. <laughs> I know about uh, mature. What happened to us? Plants. We used to be beautiful. Yeah. Why did? Why <laughs> did we? Why did we change out the guns and? I don't know. I I enjoy the peace. Right. Well, look at. Well, I can answer why you changed out the guns. Look how relaxed both of you are right now. 
Oh yeah, but I mean, I've already thought of three ways to kill him. <laughs> yeah, but see, I don't. I I I come from East Tennessee in the mountains. I think of everything you guys said was like I already do that. I already yeah. in any room I'm in, I'm like, all right, if I had to get out of this room, what would I like? That's how I think anybody that is aware of the world. I think also travel too. So I think our our jobs are probably yeah. lead to that because I'm in situations constantly where I'm like, this is completely unfamiliar. Everything I'm at, yeah, is just, and you're always yeah. aware of your exits. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, well, I, don't I mean, know I realized just here. recently, yeah. like I did this weird thing to going legal. You know, hmm. I did this weird thing the last two years, and I just quit because I recognized it around Christmas time. Where I'll not intentionally, but I'll lie to you about when I'm going to show up. Yeah, I literally have no intention because I'm afraid someone's listening and I'm going to be over there. Like that whole like, oh, shit, yeah. you know, like like yeah, it's just it's just a weird. You just explained <laughs> two pet. <laughs> you just really like two of my friends. You just really opened them up. Like that explains some of their behavior. That's like a pet peeve of mine. Now I understand why. I was that's like, what that it is. Motherfucker it's, never does it's what self preservation. Oh, I understand why now. He can I'm get just, hit or clipped. I mean, everybody always tells me they're like, oh, man, it's so good how you always show up 15 minutes before you have to be anywhere. And it's like, well, yeah, I want to see what the fuck's going on before I go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's not because I'm Mr. (laughs) It's not because I'm Mr. Hey, I want to be on time to impress the boss, man. It's like, no, I want to make sure that there's nobody that like. So one time I was driving to my fucking grow that was out in the middle of the woods. Mm And as we're driving up, this is out in the country, so it's like quarter mile down the road. It's just a bunch of cop cars and people with like DEA and stuff like yeah, that, like, jackets me, me. and stuff like They've that. They've already been there. And I was like, I was like, fuck, they're about to raid us. What no, the they're fuck? Like they're stage. Well, because <laughs> they had like maps on the hood and they're like looking at it and everything. And I was just like these. Fuckers. Yeah. So I kept driving. I just started blasting. <laughs> well, no. So I kept driving past my house and then went up one of the logging roads and then hiked into the house. And I was like, okay, I'm going. Fu-. Well, I just wanted to grab anything that had oh. my name on it. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> so I grabbed all my stuff and got it out of there. And then, so like, I just waited. And I just waited to hear That's if anything worst. happened. That's the, worst. the waiting's a fucking worse. People worst. don't understand. You can't do anything. Like, you can't. I can't go you to just work. have to sit there. <laughs> I just walk around the house going, this is the last time I look in my fridge as a free man. It's the last time I take a piss as a free man. Any minute now, they're coming. But they ended up busting the guy who lived two houses down from me. Wow. Have you ever had someone call you during their raid? I'm, I've had two. Two oh, that is no. Two. One God. was literally like, I can't hear you. My ears are still ringing. <laughs> I bet, dumbass. I don't know you. Who? Who is this? You have the wrong number. <laughs> Delete my so name honestly, out of your contacts. that one, I let slide because he's like, you got to come take care of my animals. I don't have any. He had nobody. Aww. And I'm like, well, since you're my caretaker, for my, you grow my marijuana, so I'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 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 one time i had a friend uh get knocked on the door by the cops and being like hey so why were you getting 20 grand mailed to your house and she was like oh i don't know what you're talking about and you know it was a fake name on it and yeah. everything but she like kind of calmly and coolly like did it 
and she didn't know anybody else who was mailing weed other than me. So as soon as they quote unquote leave her house she gets in her car and drives over to my house to ask me what to do and I was like don't fucking do that (laughs) 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 the fuck is the matter with him (laughs) I don't exist right now (laughs) your lips don't move I will talk to you later shut the fuck up (laughs) see I you guys I just remember like when that moment you were talking about in the beginning where you just like when you got high for the first time, I've had that same thing where I was like, oh, this is my jam, and I'm never yeah. not doing yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I already knew drinking and cigarettes and all that. Like, <clears throat> like, I knew that would run a course, but, like, immediately with pot, I was like, oh, this is great. This is, like, the release of... I wonder of- if you're, ca- ca- uh, what is it, cannabinoid deficient? Have you heard is that, that is Explain that. that. It's a theory. Uh, there's a guy in Australia talking about this. A doctor. He says that like, like I don't get as high as other people, even though I may consume more. Yes. Right? And the people are like, well, you've been doing it forever. Yeah. Yes and no. Like you know, I take tolerance breaks. I, you know, like there's an idea that some people are born with they don't burn cannabinoids the same. Almost like sugar. Like I don't handle sugar like we say Mike does. You know, I don't handle sugar well. You know. Yeah, no one handles sugar well, guys. It's not good for but you. Know, so like, so I technically like when I'm taking a lot of fico capsules, and like I do better. I'm not high. I just do better. I don't hurt. I don't have to take pharma. What is a you take a what fico capsule? It's, it's a full. What is it? I always fuck this up. <laughs> full, full spectrum. Extreme, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it like an atom thing? No, it's just a black. It's where the whole plant's kind of boiled down, and then the black goo. It's it's literally taking everything that the plant has Roots, to offer. Everything, everything. Huh. So so a lot of times, you know, there's cannabinoids in different sections of the plant. You'll see like in the root zones, it, even in this high is the THC. THC zone, and yeah. this is the CBD leaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll break it down like that for them. <laughs> but there's just higher concentrations of cannabinoids in different parts it of the plant true. and more secondary ones, you know. So that's that's where it comes so, and along. Then things like your the distillate or clear, you're only getting like one. You're only getting a real Okay, let me ask you this. When I do a dab, is that why they don't fuck me up? Because it's mostly THC and you are somebody who THC yeah. doesn't really affect you might too through, much. You might need so much. That, so you know when you hurt... I don't know. How do so I so when, you, when you took a dab off of the Wisco Kids stuff and you talked about how that got you high in a different way, that's because uh, his diamonds mixed with the syrup is what you were taking a dab of. That had a whole spectrum of different cannabinoids in it at one time. So that's why it got you high in a different way. The companion effect, which we've talked about before ah, in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that but you are on like the tolerance thing too, is like that's never people are like, Oh, you smoke a lot more and I'm like, Yeah, and but no, since and I've always talked about this, is like since I started I remember people just like falling out around me and I was just like, Let's Let's go do more of this, and who wants to go do something? This I feel great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and like you might, that's what I'm talking about. Is like it takes it takes more for you to get to an even keel, but if it's almost like once you're there, you function so much better. So you're mm-hmm. just going to spend your life in this deficit. 
It's a very expensive problem, and I love having you as a customer. Well, that's... <laughs> I understand that. And You're why right. do you think I started this podcast? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tell jokes not for money up. for a living. You don't think I'm going to figure out how to smoke weed for free? Come on now. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I figure out how to get my vice, and once I figured out that motherfucker grows on a plant, oh, you guys are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true, though. I get what you're saying. Like, other drugs just didn't appeal, mm-hmm. like pot, and then, like, I knew it wasn't going anywhere. Well, all other like drugs said, besides fucking coffee and oh, I'm nicotine, like, yeah. I haven't done them since I was 22. Really? Yeah. Cut everything out. Wow. Stop drinking because okay, so I was bad drinking? into pills. Okay. And then so I stopped drinking stop pills at that age and it's just only been THC. Wow. Well, because of your injury, did you have to get into pills a little bit more? Yeah, I lost a decade. Wow. I lost a decade of my life to morphine and oxy. Wow. Yeah. That's why I'm so on to like this. Yeah. After my burns, I just like, they just kept giving me pills. I never ran out of pills. That's the crazy thing. I never bought any. I never did anything other than those. But my God. You know, just lost a decade. Do you just well, that, mean like in a in a haze kind of? Yeah, like my injuries were so bad and recovering from what I went through. Like I kind of just was just existing. What What was your injuries? Do you want to talk about that? Not really. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I that's bur- good. I got burned really bad. I was working. Okay, I'm fine. No, yeah. I'll give you an abbreviated version. I was working really long and hard, and I had uh, a car up on jack stands. I was putting a roll cage in it, like one of the first Nissan. 350Zs that came out. Uh-huh. I had the first one that got wrecked. Uh, we bought it. It hit the wall of Daytona. A, a very wealthy client of mine wanted one of the first race cars out there of the 350. So we were just pushed this whole project to beat the other team. And so working really hard, had the wheels off, you know, it was completely gutted, putting a welding cage in, a rolling cage in it, and like uh, went to go welding and asked my apprentice if we were clear, if we were safe. And he said, yeah really late early in the morning we weren't he missed an acetone can that was open and it blew up and it burned my legs really bad and blew us out of the shop and that that ended up causing like massive scar and then i got scared because i gotta finish the project (laughs) that i didn't i didn't stay in the burn unit i went home and like i was supposed to get skin grafts and in certain spots and like i did all my burn care downstairs in the morning, oh. I just braid my own skin and bite my wallet and scream and then go up and work. Jesus and Christ. I did that for like a long time. And uh, it, ca- I mean, like, there's permanent scarring and, but like the pain from, and oh, and then, and then they come in with the morphine. I was taking 450 milligrams of morphine a day, 80 milligrams of oxy, 8 milligrams of Xanax, and smoking an ounce of weed every other day. Like, just my friend Mike would come over just to check on me because I'd just be like out. I would talk to you during a set. I'd like stretch. I'd be like, how you doing? Without gone. You know, just not just, out. Just yeah. not out. Just total yeah. like junkie. But it wasn't like, I was like, I'm not one of those people. Like the doctor mm. gave this to me. The doctor made it yeah, okay. Right? Just by the doctor saying yeah. it could. And then not to mention all the other pills. I had like, I had 16 prescriptions at one time. Well, and then I beat that and like, um, my uh, my marriage fell apart. I lost everything because I couldn't work. And then the ex, she like leaves and like takes. Like, I have not, I have a backpack. Yeah. And I get dumped off with my parents. And like I'm sitting there. And, like about eight months later, I'm in the kitchen with my nephew. 
and he's four, and uh, it's like someone shot me in the chest. And I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, you know, just repeatedly just punch. I'm like, it's a heart attack. And I look at him, and he's like four and a half, and I'm like, you don't have a dad, and I'm not going to leave you with this memory. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. stared at him. We just lock eyes, and it took forever. The kid didn't move. I got to admire that. That's pretty. Like he didn't move, and I, I held on through the whole heart attack. And then he ran and got help all of a sudden, and I collapsed, and I woke up in the trauma unit with people in my face saying, you had a heart attack. A blood clot from your leg trauma went through your uh, heart. And while they're telling me this, the monitors go off again, and I'm getting this sharp pain in my chest again. And I'll never forget, his name was Dr. Disney. <laughs> Disney? Disney, he's such a great guy. That's awesome. He puts his face in mine, and he goes, Jim, another blood clot's gone through your lungs. You're drowning. Hang on. We're going to save you. But he didn't. And so I, I drowned on my own blood in a trauma unit by myself. And, like, they gave up. Like, they called it. And then I came back. And they, like, freak out. Everybody starts working again. and like, goes crazy. And, like, I've never been so tired in all my life. But yet so scared. So scared to close my eyes. Like, Jesus so I sat in an ICU, a cardiac ICU up at St. Vincent Hospital, wide awake, hair just like, like there's like this static electricity, like energy, uh -huh. and I'm just like, I could hear people down the hall, like, no, she said this. You're like, I'm like, <laughs> presence. Like, like, <laughs> Dr. But the, Manhattan but style. The, right, but the moment that really broke my heart was um, my nephew. I went home and I was laying on a recliner, just staring at the ceiling thinking, I got to change everything. Everything changes right now. Well, he walks up and he takes out this Iron Man, like light circle that's supposed to be the heart of Iron Man. Yeah. And he puts it on my chest and he reaches down and he just slaps it. And it comes on and goes, Woo, fires up. And he goes, all better. And I'm like, you're right. And that's when I got up and changed everything. That's oh, so fun. Sorry to get heavy. No, that's so <laughs> fucking beautiful. That's, that's really fucking beautiful. Right. Right? Well, I think people need to know that they can. They can. You can change it. That's you can the, change. Yeah, you know, you can change everything. That's the worst. That's the thing I hated the most about the small town I lived in was hearing that over and over. People don't change. Yep. Right. People don't change, and I was like, "But they do. They have to, or you're gonna die." Like, that's right. just how this like, whole fucking thing works. And they don't. Sorry, I'm all hot and sweaty. No, you're, good. I like you're right. Like, I just ran into an old girlfriend, and I see her, like, our paths cross about every five, six years for random reasons, right? And I can't believe you, because you live in that bubble, like we were talking about earlier. It's your life. You're used to it. Yeah, it's weird how many changes you can go through. Like, she just started listing them off. Like, oh, my God. I think when we first started going out, I was like, George Michael, that was the big thing. Like, <laughs> 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 she's like, well, then there was this you. phase. I'm all mad. Then there was this phase. And it's like, it's not phases. I'm changing. I'm a phoenix. Leave I'm, me alone. <laughs> I'm not through. Oh, well, that's, we just talked about it over dinner. Yeah, we are. Getting ready for another change. But that's, I mean, that's uh, not to tie it back into what we're talking about but that's what you guys have done in your cannabis career because the whole industry keeps changing yeah and you guys like you said like i think 
when you said it's the big, like, it's like the NFL, like, I understand what you're saying, and I would compare it to that because there's a certain point in comedy where for a while you're just like, oh, you're funny and everyone else is okay. Right. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, everyone I'm on the show with is fucking funny now. So now it's about all this other stuff. Oh, right, right. And that's what you guys are talking about. With never, like, yeah, you would do. Okay, so we go through those changes. Like, yeah, okay. God, that's a good analogy. Well, it is funny. Yeah. Like, we were, me and Alex today were just talking about, like, oh, you remember how this used to be such a problem when it was a shitty garage grow? And mm. now it's not. Like, right. all of my rooms are dialed into that they don't flux no. more than. Right, right. Eight degrees, six degrees, or something like that. I had rooms that would go through a 20, 30 degree <laughs> swing a, a day of temperature. I You're get, like, ah, I get outdoor plants. They should be used to it. evolution. <laughs> and whatever it takes to, like, yeah, now, so you can sleep. Now at home, I will get a text message when it goes more than three degrees out of yeah, sync. Like, like, it's insane. It's, it's such a different world to. Did you ever think you talked to agronomists? Like, <laughs> like what? Like, Trying guy's... to understand VPD and everything else. <laughs> Is that a condition? Yeah. Does penicillin you guys shut it? up. Shut up. <laughs> everything you're saying, it's just like, we had a nice moment, and now you guys are just like, and then I jacked off the plant, and it came in my face, and you guys are like, yeah. That guy's out there. Yeah, that's that's a real thing. I I without a doubt it is. There's a billion of us. Someone's fucking that plant. No, we actually saw the post. The guy says, "I jack off into sandwich bags, catalog them, and then put them on a cookie sheet, decarb them, and feed them to my plants." Yep. I get just. uh... I still know why he's doing it. So (laughs) why does he? Yeah, why is he putting it in the oven? Just throw it in there. Say it on the air. So I had a girlfriend who. Who would help me christen the room? Where is this going? Where, <laughs> from the story we just heard to you going, I have a girlfriend. No, I had a girlfriend. She would uh, give me head, and then she would spit my left over my my cum into my water tank and be like, "Now feed the girls this." And I was like, "I don't know what that's gonna do, but I like getting blowjobs, so mm. we'll just keep this going." I understand why you didn't say <laughs> it's like anything. A campaign, you come back. The room is popping. the room looks I, so I know different. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what's different. let's think. Look, about we're it. making so much more. You got to do this every day. We're making so much money. Get it every day. Every day with it. Before we do this, before we go. And we want to have you back on because you, you, you kind of halfway tell all these stories, so we got to follow them all up. <laughs> and then uh, also, how much, how much was the money you had in your in the beginning? How much did you have? Oh, in the bags? Yeah, the, the big uh, Miami Vice run. Eight hundred and eighty thousand in cash. I said six figures. You said no. <laughs> I you I thought you oh. You, I said that's a great place to start, uh, <laughs> not, and then you came back with fifty thousand. I'm know. like, B, okay. I do that on a that's Thursday. So how heavy is eight hundred and eighty? How heavy is that? So that's the thing. Like it should weigh a million should weigh twenty four, twenty five pounds in hundreds, right? Like, right? This yeah, was sure. all different denominations. So I'm guessing it was close to like thirty eight, forty pounds. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. still wouldn't have to pay was, a fee to check it on the bag on the I, at the I airport. Don't know. I, 
I don't travel that much. <laughs> I'm on I'm on these lists. He's on a bunch of lists, so there's that. <laughs> that makes sense. For real. Really? Oh, but thank you. Thanks again. Long. That's perfect. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thank you. <laughs>